0: Well, hello, New Spring Fuse. Wow. Across the state, so great to see you. My name's Finn. Here in the room in Anderson, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Uh, and I'm not overwhelmed just because, uh, like we just sung some good songs, I'm overwhelmed because the Spirit of God is here. And I was 15 and 16 and 17 years old when God came into my life. And high school's hard. And some of you got stuff going on at home that you've told no one about. And 13-year-old girl in Clemson and 16-year-old man in Myrtle Beach. 35-year-old Fuse volunteer in Powdersville. God wants to give you his spirit. Like God wants to live inside of you. And I'm meant to be telling a funny story about Pokemon Go right now, but I'm so hit by the fact that God wants you wants to give you himself. And so tonight we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit, we're going to be talking in this week two of ghost stories, we're going to be talking about the ghost I get. Say with me, ghost I get. get. A little bit louder, Ghost ghost I get. Fantastic. Okay, so Caleb last week talked all about how God wants to be with us and wants us to be with him and that's an amazing truth and I'm assuming that if you're here in the room Or if you're in one of our locations watching Fuse right now, that you kind of are semi-interested in that. Like, you're slightly open to at least hearing about that. But here's what I probably think is true for for you and for me and for us. It's this. We don't know how. Like, we we know, okay, maybe, maybe theologically or maybe even, like, Okay, a teacher at church or a parent has told us enough times that God wants to be with us. That's great. Okay, I'm on board with that belief. Tell me how. Tell me how when I'm at soccer practice. Tell me how when my parents are arguing downstairs for the ninth time this week and it's only Tuesday. Tell me how when I I don't know what to make a decision about my future. Tell me how. And I'm going to tell you tonight how God wants to be with you. And it's this. It's that he always brings himself. He always comes himself. So this is the story of humanity, this is the story of the Bible, this is the story of God working in any human history. In fact, it's the story of love. In uh, my favorite movie, or favorite film, The Notebook, Noah doesn't send his friends to go and see Ali. He goes himself. Right? That's true? Notebook? Anyone watch The Notebook? I was expecting a little bit more of like a murmur. Yeah, okay, great, fantastic. When I asked my wife, Danny to marry me in a very small town in the, in the mountains of Wales back in the UK... I didn't send my friend, I asked to myself. Because when it matters, when it's true, when it's real, when it's actually love, we go ourselves. We do it ourselves. And so that's the story of God working in human history. That's the story of what God has done for us. He sent his son Jesus, who actually is God. And then when Jesus dies and raises again, he goes back up to be with the Father. And he says this, I'm going to send myself again, this time in the form of the Holy Spirit. And so, so many of you, I'm sure, have heard about Jesus lots and lots and lots, but maybe not so familiar with this idea of the Holy Spirit. It's like, maybe Jesus is living in my heart, maybe, maybe God is somewhere, I kind of prayed that prayer once, maybe that gauntlet, uh, everything that happens in Daytona matters, like all, all of that sort of stuff. But then there's this, this question, okay, so how does that actually matter when I'm in my high school? If God wants to live in my heart, if God wants to be in my heart, how is that going to matter how, is that, how am I meant to experience that? How am I meant to feel that? And so the, the message that I've got, the, the time that I've got, I want to just give you what I know to be true. It's this, that the Holy Spirit is the way that you will experience God. He's the way that you will know that God is with you, not just theologically, not just up here, but in here. In, a, in the way that it's true that pretty much everyone in this room that I can see, apologies if I can't see you, has two hands. And you know that you have two hands. You can see them, right? Everyone twinkle your hands at me. That was great. So we've all got these two hands, and we know that we have two hands, and you're able to do things with your two hands. The same degree of certainty that you have about your two hands is the same degree of certainty that God wants you to have, that he lives with you, that he loves you, that he wants to do life with you, that he cares about the things that you care about. He wants you to be invited into the things that he cares about too. And so the title of this message is The Ghost You Get. Now, there's been a little bit of theology, a couple of Bible verses, and we're going to close up and we're going to start to ask God to come and be with us in here and in the auditoriums that we're in. The first verse is this, and the first truth is this, that you and I received the Holy Spirit at salvation. 2 Corinthians 1, 21 and 22 says this, Now it is God who establishes both us and you in Christ. So this is talking about salvation. This is talking about believing in Jesus Christ as Lord. He anointed us, placed his seal upon us, And put his spirit in our hearts as a pledge of what's to come. So the Holy Spirit, you and I have the Holy Spirit living in us from the moment of salvation. That's what the scripture just says. But it's also a pledge of what? Something else to come. And what that something else is this, which is Ephesians 1. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus. So again, that moment of salvation. And your love towards all the saints. Paul's writing this. I do not cease to give thanks for you. Remembering you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you, everyone say me, everyone say me again, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. So God not only wants to give you the Holy Spirit at salvation, but he wants you to continually experience him. He wants you continually to come to him. Otherwise, he wouldn't have put those verses in there asking that there would be filled more of the Holy Spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's who uh, Paul is talking about. He wants you and I to know that we can have more of God every single moment of every single day. And that that just wouldn't be a theory. That that just wouldn't be something we say when we're in in these buildings, when we're in Fuse, when we're in church on a Sunday, when we're with Christian friends. It wouldn't just be a theoretical thing that, yeah, like someone told me I could have more of God. But it would be actually true. And it would be actually real. And the same way you can twinkle your fingers would be the same way that you would know God is with you. Think of it like this. The moment of salvation is like the marriage. It's sorry, it's like the wedding. Spoiler alert. It's like, it's like the wedding. It's this moment of coming together. But then you have a marriage that where you go on and on learning about the other person, learning about their quirks, learning about their interests, learning about their, discovering more about who they are, and that whole marriage is the relational aspect that makes it so much uh, more enjoyable and and life-giving and pure and holy, and that's exactly what God wants for you. You were saved by Jesus Christ, but he wants you to continue to get to know him, and he wants to continue to get to know you. He wants you to live your life with him, with him. He doesn't want to be a segment. He doesn't want to be a portion. He doesn't want to be a part. God wants everything you've got because here's the, here's the truth that I know. is that God wants to give you the Holy Spirit. God wants to fill you with his Holy Spirit. He wants to, you, to empower you and to bless you with the Spirit of God living inside of you day by day, moment by moment. But here's the thing. It's not just he gives it to you and off you go. There's a trade-off. There's a, there's a price to be paid. And this is the price that you get the ghost... But the ghost gets you. Because God's not interested in just kind of giving his spirit to you and then wandering off and hoping that you make it through your life. He's not interested in just saying, okay, here's the Holy Spirit. Hope you like high school. Figure out college. Hope you find the right person to marry. God's not interested in that. God wants to give you the Holy Spirit and then wants to actively be present in your mornings and your afternoons and your weekends and your late nights. Like God wants to be with you. And he wants to enjoy your life with you. And he wants to help you. You get the Holy Spirit. God, that is on offer tonight. At every location, wherever your past is, whatever you've been thinking about today, whatever you're actually thinking about right now when I'm talking, the Holy Spirit is still on offer for you. But here's the trade-off. You have to say yes. You have to be willing. There's a quote uh, from a guy called C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis wrote the Chronicles of Narnia. They were very big books in England. Maybe they were big here too, but uh, me and the Anderson Fuse Pastor Austin Duffy used to go and read C.S. Lewis in the only coffee shop that Anderson has, and now we have many, and it's quite the metropolis. But there's this quote from C.S. Lewis that I want to, to share. It's this, imagine yourself as a living house. So as we read, we can imagine together. Imagine yourself as a living house. Say I'm a house. Try again. I'm a house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps, you can understand what he's doing. He's getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You know that those jobs needed doing and so you're not surprised. So God's working on this house. He's doing the little jobs. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts. Abominably, I I can't say that word. I'm very sorry. And does not seem to make any sense. Hands up if God's work in your life has not made sense at some point. That's real. That God's work hasn't made sense in my life. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he's building quite a different house from the one that you thought. He's throwing out a new wing here, which is a part of a house, and he's, he's putting on an extra floor there. He's running up towers. He's making courtyards. You thought, New Spring Fuse, you thought you were being made into a decent little cottage. But here's the truth. He's building a palace He's turning your life, you, a house, into a palace. Why? Because he intends to come and live there himself. Like God... Is working on your life, the the question of what are you up to, God? Why are you doing it the way you're doing it? The, The struggle and frustration of what it's like to follow Jesus, to choose to live a life that's holy and pure when no one in your culture is living a life that's holy and pure. The idea that you would sacrifice some of your time to come to church. The idea that you would try and understand this book that is very, very difficult sometimes. The reason you would do that, the reason it would feel painful and difficult is because it's actually forming you. It's actually creating in you the place where God can live. It's huge. Like, this is the same God, right, who who said, let there be light, and there was light. This is the same God who said, ocean, there was ocean. This is the same God who said, raccoons, there were raccoons. It's that same God has decided with his perfect, brilliant brain, that the best place for him to put up shop, the best place for him to be uh, living in is in a slightly overexcited 30-year-old British body. What is that? I don't deserve that. You don't know what I've done in my life. And yet, that is the invitation for us tonight, New Spring Fuse. That is the promise. That is the opportunity. Is that not only do we get the ghost, but the ghost gets us. And in that process, all of the things that are hurting you in your life, the habits that you can't break, the choices that you keep making and you don't know why you do it, the frustration, the pain, the dreams, the excitement, all of those things, God wants to come and help you with them. He wants to be in them. He wants to work with you in them. Because here's why we did a series all about this in the summertime. If you watched it, if not, you can go back on YouTube and check it out. But it's this that being filled with the Spirit is saying yes to being formed. God wants to form you, He wants to shape you, He wants to mold you, He wants to make you into somebody. Not just somebody famous or somebody cool, but He wants to make you into a person that displays love to the world. He wants to make you into a person that's whole, that's not proud or not jealous or not insecure or broken, but he wants to bring healing and wholeness to your life. Even at 16, you don't have to wait to 25 to get into therapy because one moment, with the resurrected Jesus through the power of his Holy Spirit, can shift things that thousands of hours, and I'm big into counseling, I've been to it, I love it, I want more of it, but I'm telling you there's something about being in the presence of Jesus through the Holy Spirit that will shift things that can't. will take hours of work otherwise. And so when we say yes to being filled with the Spirit, we say yes to being formed. We're being formed not just into the best version of us or a slightly cooler version than the person at school, or our parents, we're being formed into Jesus, we're being formed to look like him, who's patient, who's kind, who's loving, who doesn't have dysfunctional thoughts, and that's what's on offer for us tonight, that's what's on offer for us as we say yes to the Holy Spirit, that's what's on offer for you and for me, as we say yes to being filled. Paul says it like this in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20. He says, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? He's not using imagery there. He's actually talking about your body. This, flesh and blood, slightly out of shape, feeling progressively older, struggling to stay up past 11. My body, God wants to turn into the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body, God wants to turn, can you throw that scripture back up, into the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are not your own. For you were bought with a price, so glorify God with your body. You are not your own. This is such freeing news for us, New Spring Fuse. This is news that will set you free if you can get it just straight in your soul. I don't belong to me. So my wants and my desires and my preferences and my, my needs don't come first anymore. Not if, I, not if I claim I'm a Christian. Not if I've said yes to Jesus. Not if I've said yes to being filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm not my own. I'm bought at a price. So glorify God with your body, Paul says. The Holy Spirit comes to fill you and me. It's the best news in the world with the presence and the power of God. The presence of God. You are in my presence right now, Anderson Fuse, and I am in your presence, and it's a delight to be in your presence, by the way. It's lovely. It really is. God wants to fill you with his presence and with his power. Power to choose the right thing. Power to say yes to what he's asking you to say yes to. Power to say no to the things that he's asking you to say no to. And some of you feel very powerless. Some of you have really tried to live a Christian life, have tried to follow Jesus, at least put it on your Instagram bio, or at least say it when you're here. God wants to give you power for it to be the real thing, for your walk with God to be the real thing through the power of his Holy Spirit through his Holy Spirit coming and living inside of you, through you experiencing, not just on night three of Gauntlet, not just on when we sing your favorite songs in the road, but actually like in your life, feeling God with you, feeling him empowering you, feeling him changing you, and forming you and growing you. That's what God wants for you. And so we're going to enter into a time of prayer in a second. Because I want to invite the Holy Spirit to fill us. I want more of God. I want more of who he is. I want more of his life. I want more of his power. I want more of his presence. I want his spirit within me. And I want that for you too, New Spring Fuse. When we pray for the Holy Spirit, something always happens. Something always happens. God never says, "Uh, I don't hear you. I'm not interested. I'm not going to bother. It's my day off. That's not what God does. God always responds when we say yes to more of him. God always responds. And here's how it looks like. Sometimes it looks like um, things happening in the moment. Sometimes it looks like you're feeling a deep sense of peace. Sometimes it feels like you want to cry or maybe you do cry. Sometimes, sometimes you feel overwhelmed with joy and happiness. Sometimes you feel a, a sense of presence and the sense of the power of God and the nearness of God than you've ever before. And sometimes you feel absolutely nothing in the moment. And that's okay too because something might happen later. Something might happen as you drive home. Something might happen when you get into bed and start thinking about the day and all that God's done and all the things in your life. Something might happen on the outside of you. You might visibly be impacted by the power of the Holy Spirit. We see that all the way through the Bible. And sometimes and often, maybe even always, your inner world starts changing. And you're not so angry anymore. And you can start to forgive your dad. And you're not as jealous or as insecure. And then, just like that quote we read, God's working on you. And you think it's just going to be one thing, but actually it turns out to be way, way more. Why? Because he's making a palace. He wants to turn your body and my body into a palace for him to come and live in. And that won't happen like that. But the yes will. The yes is the moment. The yes is the obedience. The yes is the thing. And so on every location, I just want to pray for us right now as we finish off our, our time together. And when I say amen, we're going to hand back to local fused pastors. And then Anderson here in the room, we're going to pray and minister together. But I just want to invite you to pray. And for all, all the things that I've said and all the things that I've been talking about, I just want you to hear one thing. God wants to show up. And so Holy Spirit, we invite you. To come and meet with New Spring Fuse right now. To come and encounter New Spring Fuse right now. God, I pray for every single student and volunteer. Every person watching online. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you move? Would you touch? Would you empower in Jesus' name? Amen.